0: Welcome to the 295th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on July 31st, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's roasting in his own juices, Carlos Rodella.
1: Oh, that doesn't sound great, but it's true.
0: Yeah, same, buddy. Same. We are both human stewpots at the moment because global warming. Um, we as a species chose not to do anything about killing our planet. And here we are. I'm uh, full disclosure, dude, full disclosure. I'm almost naked. Uh, never podcasted <laughs> almost naked before. I'm in my basement. All the windows are closed. I have a fan blowing on me. So just heads up, folks, if you hear fans noise, that's maybe not usually there. Um, I've got a fan. I can't turn it off without risking my life. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm sweating. Uh, it's just like, uh, this is, this is very tough, but the show must go on as we always say. So I'm, I'm doing it, but boy, I, uh, you know, I feel like if you put a blob of cookie dough on my desk right now, by the time the podcast was over, I'd have an oatmeal raisin
1: cookie. A nice, yummy, warm cookie. Yeah. Fresh from the oven. (laughs) Fresh from the Seattle oven. And I have to remind people, everybody who I tell that I live in Seattle, they're like, Oh, is it always raining and cold? No, no, it isn't. And nope. it's progressively getting warmer in the summers. And did you see our last summer? We had 110 day or something. Oh, fuck yes. So, yeah, we are in the middle of a 90 to 95 degrees, like, a week of it. And it's yeah. insane. But we were just mentioning before the podcast, it's slowly ending. In the next couple of days, it's going to be going down to 80s. But, yeah, it's not raining here all the time, people. It's like yeah. in the summertime, it's bad.
0: Just a quick tangent on that, um, not to get too far into this, but, you know, historically, the Pacific Northwest, for those people who don't know, or maybe global listeners in other countries, Pacific Northwest, which is like, you know, Washington, Oregon, maybe Idaho, if you want to count that, has always been really temperate and really mild. And historically, people here in the Pacific Northwest do not have swimming pools. And we do not have air conditioning because historically, we have never needed it. It's been kind of cool, cloudy, rainy, really, 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 really mild. Um, So there never has been a need. But now that the
1: Earth is dying because we're killing it. Um, it's fucking hot up here, and we are not prepared for it. I, you know what? I did a, a little bit of um, I think it's Weather Underground, which is a site I like a lot. Uh, they have a lot of statistical information, and I didn't expect to talk about this and we'll we'll jump right into games yes, after this. Yes, but we will. quickly, um, I did look back at like highs and lows because I wanted to see like, oh maybe you know 19 when I moved here like in '97, maybe it was you know just as hot or something. Um, it wasn't no, um, but it wasn't as big of a jump either. So like the hot days are hotter for sure. Like I don't remember ever seeing a hundred degree day, you know, back then in that year, but there were some hot days, but it all seems like five degrees hotter or maybe even 10 sometimes, but it's not like it doesn't seem extreme, but that is a difference.
0: Yeah, it is, it is a big difference. I mean, we're, when we're talking about global temperatures, only one or two degrees makes a big difference as well. Yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is not the
0: weather podcast. I just want to explain why I'm standing here naked in my basement, dripping, yeah. why you may hear some fans running in the background. Yeah, um, I might so, turn uh, my AC
1: on in the middle of the podcast, so just be warned.
0: Yeah, please do. Please forgive us for any background noise because I don't think you want to hear the real-time sounds of us dying on the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's not sizzling. It's my fat. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs>
1: You just added a visual to it and I don't like it
0: folks. We're doing a little bit, something different this week. Uh, normally, uh, we start the show off with housekeeping, which is just a random mishmash of, you know, topics, news, things we've been watching, little things we can share with the audience. But you know, um, i i we and carlos were talking about it and i want to keep the show as energetic and as tight and as exciting as possible so we're doing a little bit of change up i think the house is closed this week we're doing some fumigation um we're going to just like not be there get an airbnb somewhere uh locally sourced of course um and so instead of that we are still going to talk about random stuff you know tv games movies that we don't cover in the show but we're going to do that at the end of the show um the reason being is that For me personally, as a longtime podcast listener, ever before I ever started doing this podcast, one of the things that bothers me the most is when I jump into a podcast and I hear a bunch of bros just start blathering about stuff without much structure to it and without really getting to the meat of the show. And when this podcast started, uh, Original Podcast co-host Corey Motley and I both agreed we didn't like that. We started off with just the show. And then we had a bunch of like random stuff at the end so that people who didn't want the garbage could just get the good stuff. But, you know, then there was some debate about what was the garbage and what was the good stuff. And so yeah. people people kind of it's kind of split. Right. Some people are like, I don't want your banter. I just want the games. And some people are like uh, games is fine, but I really want the banter. So we're going to just gonna just do a barometer check. Right. We're going to change it up for this week, maybe the next couple of weeks, see how it goes. Um, we're going to just get into it uh, and get into games, which we are totally not doing right now, but we will next episode. Uh, and then we'll do the banter stuff at the end. So if you're listening, if you're a long-time listener, please drop us a line, email, Twitter, whatever. Just let us know. Do you like the old formula of housekeeping at the beginning and then games? Or do you prefer this new formula that we're about to do, which is games and then the before we go content at the end? I'm curious. Um, we're flexible. We're going to do whatever you uh, folks like the best. We just kind of want to just see... Um, what you like and also not to get lazy, right? Like I want to check in once in a while, see how show's going. I want it to be great for everyone. And I don't want to just assume that what we're doing, everybody loves. Does that make sense, Carlos?
1: Yeah. And by the way, I went, went back to listen to some old episodes. We have changed it up here and there. Have we? Um, yeah. A couple of weeks. We'll introduce a, a, like a, a segment and then we haven't done that segment for a while. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. this is, yeah. I was just kind of checking in on the, the podcast. Again, we're talking too long already in this initial version but yeah. the house is closed. It's. I think the windows are boarded up, which is crazy. Uh, it doesn't take long for that house to get shut down. Do and we have
0: yellow caution tape over the front? Is it a crime scene? Or it, is it might no, be. Just, it yeah, might
1: I don't be. know what's going on in there. But we're not going in to check. <laughs> Let's just go. We're going to sidestep the house and go right to the games, which you're going to do right now.
0: We are almost. Oh, I just want to give one oh, more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, folks, don't forget to let us know what you think. Otherwise, we're going to just spiral off into nowhere. Um, and then, uh, again, uh, sorry to like, like completely go against what I just said, but one really, really quick thing before we get into the games. Just a quick note um, out of respect to Nichelle Nichols, uh, who is most famous for playing Lieutenant Uhura on the original Star Trek uh, series. She actually died today, just a few hours ago. So the news came out, and that was really sad. I mean, I love Star Trek. I know a lot of people love Star Trek. And not only that, you know, Nichelle Nichols was a wonderful person, humanitarian, uh, you know, fighting for racial equality, um, a lot of historic firsts attached to her name. And, uh, you know, she just was, she was somebody out here who was doing something and, and, and making real change, uh, really, really real change. And I just really respected her and, uh, she will definitely be missed. So I just wanted to, um, say that first, I feel like that definitely deserves a mention at the top of the show, not the end. So, um, you know, rest in peace and rest in power to Nichelle Nichols. Um, definitely fans all over the world will miss her. And, uh, you know, she was someone who, who made a difference.
1: Yes. Respect. And like you said, Awesome! Oh, awesome! Yes. All
0: right, let's start the new episode. The new format. We're going to get right into games right off the bat. Um, I know I talk for a bunch, but I'm going to start anyway because I'm just like that. Um, quick mention of Train Valley Console Edition uh, was sent this uh, code by the publisher to talk about it here on the show, which I'm doing right now. I looked at the 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 trailer of this, and it looked like some kind of a sim railroad track top down. Um, you know, put tracks down, run trains around, kind of station building, looked kind of like a cool little fun, relaxing thing. Have you seen Train Valley, Carlos, or do you like trains at all?
1: Um, I don't think I have a, uh, an opinion either way on trains, but I'm looking at the pictures of it right now in the videos. Uh, it's reminding me of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Kind of, right? Like, kind of, that's kind of what I
0: thought I was getting into. Um, so I'm like, oh, you know, I like like trains. My son is a train uh, well, okay. Correction. He was a train maniac as a child. He's slightly less a train maniac now that he's 13, but he still has trains. And every time a train game comes up, he's like, "Dad, I can you get that for me. I want to play that. So I'm like, oh, let me check this out. Maybe my son will like it. So I got the code and I jump in and I, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, Carlos. I know I will. But I just have to say developers, publishers, anyone out there. If you're making a game, please, please, please take the time to do a good uh, tutorial because i need it i i am not the kind of gamer who likes to be handed a mystery box and then i need to sort through it and try to figure out what fits where and who does what and where it goes and how it works i do not enjoy that that is just me full disclosure this game is very much like that the game starts and it doesn't even walk you through what even kind of game it is because i thought it was like oh build whatever you want and then the trains go is it i don't know apparently not because that's not really how it works um very little information. They give you a couple uh, a couple pop-ups about, oh, X lays down a track and the left stick moves your cursor. And like that's basically all you get. But they don't talk about the game flow. What is your objective of playing? Is it a, just a free play experiential thing? Is there a goal to it? There's money I see in the money. There's like little tabs, windows. And I'm like, what's going on? No tutorial at all, right? So I'm struggling with the controls. I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking top down on this, this map. There's a train station at one end, train station at the other end, train station on the bottom, and just like a bunch of like trees and stuff in the middle. And I'm like, okay, well, I know how a train works. I know that much. So at least I'm going to try to lay some tracks down. I get the tracks about halfway there because I'm kind of struggling with the uh, controls. And then trains start running. And I'm like, what's what? going on? The train, I, I don't know how to start it. I don't know how to stop it. The train starts running. Track's not done. It goes to the end of the track and blows up.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's I get hilarious, like this, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm like, I was kind of laughing. But also, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I'm I'm trying to give your game a fair shake. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to play this. I can don't I, know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Can I
1: guess what happened? Please do. Was the pause not on? I don't know. I don't know. if. Oh, you still happens. don't know the answer? I still don't
0: know. I don't know the answer, dude. In I games like
1: that, like simulation games, if, if sometimes there's a play and pause button like to mm. set the world going, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if that was it.
0: I mean, I think you might be right because I eventually noticed at the top there was like a 1x 2x 4x which is like the speed mm-hmm. um and i'm I'm pretty sure if i hit the menu button maybe there was a pause or something but i'm just sitting there like like what am i doing and so i had my son play it because he's way more patient with like trying to figure games out he's just built that way like i put him in front of Kerbal space program which to me is is gibberish right but he figured it out he's happy to like experiment stuff i'm not the guy he is and so he played with it for a while and he's like dad's game fucking sucks and i'm like <laughs> oh wh- why he's like you can't stop the trains you're like constantly the trains are crashing the trains are going you can't stop them and it's like it's all like i thought this was gonna be fun to build it it's just like the stress and i'm like oh man okay so i mean full disclosure i just i don't understand how to play this game i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing i don't know what the goal of it is i thought it was going to be a fun roller coaster tycoon sort of a thing it's not that Hmm. um and like once you get the trains going it's like it almost it almost feels like these trains are going to run no matter what you do so you better make sure they don't crash kind of a thing which is not what i thought it was and i such a weird premise for a game. I I didn't get on with it. I didn't understand it. And a quick look of some reviews to see if I was crazy. Basically everybody was like oh yeah the first two hours are horrible but once you figure it out then it's fun. And I'm like okay cool but I'm not going to waste two hours trying to figure out what you should have told me in a tutorial. So it could be really good maybe it's not but the tutorial is basically non-existent and terrible and I just you know I'm not an infinite living vampire in a basement who has eternity to figure this out. My time needs to be well spent and my time is not well spent trying to figure out your game, which you did not bother to explain to me. So,
1: well, here's a good uh, positive out of it um, is I think it gave us the name of our podcast because you can't stop the train is a pretty good podcast. Can't stop name. the train. Yeah. I was
0: thinking full frontal because I'm actually basically naked right now. Oh
1: like, wait, that's be. pretty good. I mean, that'll get the eyeballs. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, no, no, you don't know
0: want the eyeballs. Are. Well, I, I mean, been, it'll get the views. I've not been hit in the gym in a while. I mean, I'm not in terrible shape, but you know, I wouldn't,
1: you know. And I'm we're, we're back to that. Things. All and right, we're back
0: to that. Okay, anyway. So that is Train Valley Console Edition. I mean, real talk. I didn't want to take two hours to figure it out, and it just seemed like a really poor way to start a game. So there we go. Uh, Also, um, on a slightly more positive, or a a vastly more positive note, the very first DLC for Citizen Sleeper just came out, I think, two days ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Citizen Sleeper a while ago. Um, For me, one of my games of the year, a lock. Like, absolutely in my top ten. No question probably top five you bet top five top
1: three yes it's up there for me i love citizen sleeper you
0: played it as well i know you were not quite
1: as hot on it right yeah i mean i brought it to the show and then you got more excited about it than i did oh fuck that's right you did bring it. To yeah the show. I, forgot I was about the one that. and then um but yeah i don't know i think it's it's great it's it's very good so i'll say that but i did, it right. didn't keep my attention long enough to want to go into the dlc but you do it's certainly a very odd bird,
0: but for me, I think that's great. Um, just in a quick nutshell, if you don't uh, want to go back and listen to that old episode. Basically, it is a text menu-based visual novel slash resource sim slash sci-fi uh, story where you play a artificial person on a space station at the edge of the universe. Um, you have a lot of resource management, which is very light. It's not super in-depth, but there's also like a ton of story, a lot of narrative choices. I fell in love with this game i thought this game was brilliant on like every level um went through did everything as much as i could do and this is the first dlc there's gonna be three dlcs they're all free uh this first one is called flux it's now available on all platforms and i'm not going to give away too much because this dlc is pretty short i think um it's maybe two hours probably less um when i started this game uh okay so let me back up a little bit when you finish the game first there's many i think there's like I don't know, eight, 10, 12 different endings and depending on which one you get, it'll leave you in a different state, right And so the the ending that I got, I was free to keep on grinding as much as I did. so I did a little bit because it was just fun. and I started this DLC with like lots of resources. So um, when you start this DLC, it has a tight time limit and I think it's fine like I'm not uh, I am not telling the developer to make it harder or make it uh, more difficult. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying I had a lot of resources when I started. so like when these challenges popped up, a lot of the things that they give you time to go get I already had because I had been grinding right but I understand not everybody's gonna be doing that some people will be starting this game in a much different position than I am so for me I kind of breeze right through it and again please don't make it harder because I had fun I don't want it to be harder um, but you know two hours at the most maybe like an hour for me and it's a story of a new ship which arrives at your space station there's a whole bunch of refugees that need a place to live they want to come to the space station the space station is like whoa We're a closed environment. We've only got so much resources to go around. We can't have you. And then you are like the deciding factor. You're stuck in the middle of that. So there's a couple new characters, a couple new dynamics to it. Uh, I think the story is really great. It's a good start. And there's two more chunks to this DLC coming. The next one comes in October. Uh, Third one, TBD. But I had a great time with it. I think it's excellent. Um, I think it's, again, just more of what I wanted. It's great storytelling uh great menu based action i just i had a fun with it really really a good time and uh again to the developer if you're listening uh please do not make it harder that's not what i'm saying at all
1: yeah no it's great because i haven't done that thing where um i think it was Greedfall or maybe it wasn't i don't know a game recently i was playing and yeah the dlc came out and my character was you know well equipped (laughs) and it was awesome like i didn't want to be like right right i hate those dlcs are like and now you start over you know Oh, you lost all your powers for some reason. Or you're like, you know, you're stranded and you have nothing. No, no, let me be awesome. Um, It's Outerlands. Remember Outerlands?
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's the one
1: where I went back to the DLC and I was like, I'm a badass. So, like, I'm going to do all the combat options.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess that maybe depends on the game. Like, you know, if you're playing some game that is obviously, like, very manual combat. You know, like, for example, like, if you're playing... Uh, Devil May Cry or something. The story in that is nothing. You're playing that because you like doing combos. It would make sense in that game that the 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 DLC would be very like, oh, you know, be at the top of your game because this is a skills game. That makes sense. But in a game like Citizen Sleeper or like, you know, uh, Outer, Outer Worlds or anything like that, where it's like story game, I just want more story. I don't really need like the enemies to be damage sponges or anything. I don't, I'm not looking for like more, you know, balls to the wall challenge. So I think, uh, I think Citizen Sleeper is great. And I love those games where they just give you more and not harder mm-hmm. Uh um, but, yeah. but again you know exceptions of course but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you there uh anyway thumbs up to citizen sleeper dlc it's called flux again it's free it's out now on all platforms uh next one comes in october i thought it was great i will play all three i love this i want more um okay over to you carlos uh lost epic you know this name is kind of ringing a bell but i i can't put my finger on it. you want to fill us in on what is lost epic what's it about where are you playing it how'd you find it
1: I found it on PlayStation, and I've been looking at it for, for a while. It's 2D um, RPG, but more like Souls-like RPG. Um, and it also has Metroidvania kind of uh, stuff in it where you kind of backtrack a bit. And it's, again, all 2D. It looks similar to that game um, Odin Sphere. Odin Sphere, remember that game? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, from Vanillaware. Sure. Yeah,
1: so when I saw it, I, and it says RPG, which, by the way, is very like misleading lots of times. People use that term all the time. Um, I just thought like 2d RPG, I can lose myself into, I would love it. Let's, let's do it. And so unlike other people, uh, who like go to reviews before they buy games, <laughs> I often just hit purchase, uh, because I'm crazy. So I did that with this game and yeah, I probably should have read a review or listened oh, no. to a review on a podcast because I thought it was more a traditional RPG, but 2d and scrolling. Right. And maybe grindy a little bit, whatever. But no, it's really more focused towards the Souls-like genre. Which, really? Okay. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that from the pictures either. And um, I guess there's other... Salt and Sanctuary, I guess, is 2D yeah, and Souls-like. Yeah, that's true. So there are games like it, but this one is very anime, very colorful, um, just beautiful. I, I like the art style and stuff. And so, yeah, I was just really excited. The action looks really good. So I'm not having a bad time with it, but here's the setup. Um Oh, yeah, the story, all that stuff's thrown away. You're a character trying to fight (laughs) monsters that are big, right? Right, right. And there is kind of an underlying story that you're fighting the gods, which is pretty insane because they're like, I guess, dicks and uh, doing like bad stuff. So it's like humans versus the gods.
0: I mean, at this point, show me a game where you're not fighting the gods. I feel like that's kind of
1: the go to these days. It is. So and then, of course, monsters and stuff. But what it is, is you, you know, you have that very much like Metrovania. When you hit the map button, you can see like little boxes of where you are, right? And then you can see the map and stuff, little offshoots where you can go. And there's like a god in each stage or something. So you have to go to find that god and then beat him. But at the same time, you're basically like, you know, just fighting all these little mini bosses along the way and just equipping things and... Finding new, you know, resources and stuff like that. Now there's a lot of like cooking and like resource grinding and stuff. So grinding for resources to do stuff like that. But that isn't very fun. And I don't really want to do that, but uh, it seems like it's a big part of the game. And then yeah, you're going along doing combos and stuff, and the minute to minute gameplay of the action stuff is really fun. Like it's really fucking fun. And that's what I initially was excited that I got it, you know. But then as I open it up, I realize you're not getting experience points want want Ooh. you're getting crystals right from every enemy right you're getting bigger crystals from bosses you're doing things like um you know all the quests are like kill a 10 of these things
0: right. so
1: when you're right, in the right. area you're go- you're going to end up getting that reward anyhow and then the skill tree is a book and it has 20 pages and it it, it's I guess it starts in the first page and you can like you know once you unlock one skill, the next one next to it will be unlock. sure, and you do that with the sh- you know the shards or whatever they are, the gems. And at some point though when you just do like big like achievements, just a random skill would just open up. And so it's like you have to wait for the story to get to certain skills.
0: Oh, like they're tied to your progress in the game then.
1: Yeah. And I, did, I don't think I've played many games like that and I didn't like it because then I like, can't even spend the points on what I want to until I've done something. Right. And then just one will pop up and then I can be like, oh, I can add stuff to that section now. It was weird. Um, and I and there a lot of reviews I, I read after the fact said it's overly grindy, which is true. Uh, I mean,
0: listen listening to it, it sounds grindy.
1: Yeah, and just kind of going back through areas that I don't want to do anymore. Some areas you can skip the enemies, which is cool, but some areas will block off the access point. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So yeah it's yeah. like, oh, there's two big bosses here. You can't leave yet. Like, right. You know, like, fuck I hate when the games do that. I know. And then they give you that one spell, spell or skill or whatever it is to, like, go back to the hub. So, like, like souls, if you die, you'll, like, have to go find your shit. So I, I've never died yet because I just would go back home, you know, if I'm, like, low on health. Right. But that's just not super funny either. So I don't think I like it, and it sucks. I did buy the money when, you know, bought the game with my own money. Um, I think it was a mistake, and it sucks because I really like the look of it, and I like the, f- the f- um, feel of the gameplay. But, yeah, I don't like what it's making me do, you know.
0: The, I mean, I'm looking at it on Google as we're talking here and I do think it's very attractive. It is very reminiscent of reminiscent of like uh, you know vanillaware or something along those lines, like colorful like well drawn sprites and stuff. I mean it looks appealing, but yeah, like I mean what you're describing, I don't like that kind of game. I know some people really get into it and that's cool, um, but that is definitely not for me. Um, and I probably wouldn't have bought it anyway. And listening to you talk about it now, I'm definitely not going to get it, but you know, I mean, you tried it and you gave it a shot. It sounds like you gave it a fair shake and uh, it's just unfortunate. It wasn't your jam. Too much action, not enough RPG, right?
1: Yeah. There's no RPG really. And it's just more like, it's too much. It's well, it's actually more good action, but uh, too many souls like stuff attached to it. Um, and the skills are random, by the way, I don't, I'm not am not going to remember the name of it, but I went back on PlayStation experience or whatever the hell I have, whatever the subscription oh service my is God, called. Yes.
0: Talk about a branding issue, Jesus.
1: I know. I, I don't even know when I have it. Um, And this won't be a long tangent, but I did play a game that was 2D from olden days, like a PS3 game, and it was an RPG. It was too cutesy for me. That's why I stopped it. But it was definitely more what I thought this was, which is like, you. I don't know, when you go left to right and you, you kill things, you get experience points.
0: You don't remember what game it was?
1: I can't think of it right now. Some sort of princess, battle princess?
0: Battle I mean, princess? Battle Princess is a game, I'm pretty sure. I think that's a title. I guess we can look it up real quick. Real quick. Princess, keep talking. I'll look it up. You yeah, talking. look up
1: Battle Princess PS3, maybe it's it. But it she now. was a princess, and then she, like, the king was a frog? No, the king was a duck. The king got turned into a duck. And I was going to bring it to the show because it was funny, but I stopped playing it because it, it was just too cutesy for me. Battle Princess Madeline, is that one? Mm. No. It's, like, no. just too 2D side-scrolling. PS3. Alright, well, you're gonna look it up
0: at some point. We'll put it in the notes if we find it. Whatever. My point Whatever. is
1: this game is not that. And even that game I, I like better because again, I just want like a more 2D side scrolling. I uh, gain experience points. Um, so
0: let's talk about this for a second. I feel like this is a really good tangent point. So I feel like I'm sure you will agree that people these days are using RPG like a little too cavalierly. And I don't know that we're gonna solve it. We don't need to come up with like an official definition right here and now, but you know, I think when someone says action game as opposed to action RPG, if they only put in like a skill tree, I for me that doesn't qualify as an RPG. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can have skills in like a third-person shooter. Right. You know.
0: Like like having a skill tree I don't feel like qualifies enough as an RPG. So I feel like that's just like um a little bit of depth to an action system. Um so like when I see games that are like, oh, it's an action RPG, not really it's just an action game but you like level up like you don't have all your skills open from the beginning i mean i guess with this game that we're talking about here lost epic like what would you have what would you have needed for this to turn into an rpg like more story or uh you know more like you said leveling up like more like like what would you have wanted out of
1: this Well, it's very simple and uh, and again this is to any developers listening i just want to play the shit out of this style of game which is uh 2d i gain experience points from any enemy right and not a again no Fucking shards or gold or any of that stuff. I mean, I can have gold to buy things, but and, and let me go wherever I want. And the, I didn't mention this in this game, there's areas you can't get to yet, you know, like because you don't have a certain weapon or something. So literally, I can't even get to certain sections, but I want basically full freedom to go left to right or right to left to any place that you have on this map, right? Like you would do in any RPG that's open. Okay. And then gain experience as I do that. And then not have like, you know, basically walled off sections that I can't get to or certain things that I have to do before I get there. Uh, And also, yeah, again, experience points, not um, shards that are attached to things like that. It's really simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty simple. And I think the key, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like the key for you is it's not the combat. Like I know some people feel like if it's not turn-based combat, it's not a non-RPG, which I think we both probably don't disagree with. So you're fine if you had like the freer movement, experience points. Um, that type of stuff. And it doesn't have to be turn-based. Like it'd still be like real time combo based action would be fine with you.
1: Yeah. And also it's like, um, I mean, add a little bit more story too, because obviously this story was very throwaway and it's like, Hey, this is overarching overarching theme and that's it. Um, and you know, like again, traditional RPG stuff, like a hub town, that's an actual town, not just like the same lady you go back to every time and level up with her, by the way. So to finish this thought, it is Battle Princess of Arcadia, of Arcadia's. Arcadia's. Oh, okay, okay. And I know, now I'm looking at the video, why I stopped it. It had a lot of what I'm talking about, which is left to right, kill monsters, get experience points, um, and it felt like more traditional progression. The problem I stopped it is because it mixed in strategy elements where you had, a, like, a party of people, and you had to, like, uh, like command troops in a 2D setting, and it was very weird. Like you had to be like, okay, all troops, defensive positions. And then they all did that so they didn't get killed. And then now attack. And if they attack, then they have no defense so they could die easily. And it just felt very weird. So that's why I stopped that game
0: interesting so like you're saying that and i'm like oh okay well maybe i should check that out because that kind of sounds like oh gym. nice so maybe, <laughs> again I
1: that's will, how i'm happens.
0: googling it it looks okay i'm not, not going to talk about it now maybe I'll check.
1: it, it was out. really really fun and then i stopped because I i was losing battles because i was confused you know right so whatever anywho okay. anywho lost
0: epic seems like maybe not a hit for carlos uh we're gonna pass on that one okay Let's move on to uh, a couple of really interesting choices here. Uh, people who listen to this podcast uh, know, or if you know me in person, if you know me from Game Critics, I barely ever play PC games. I mean, I think I only play like, like I don't know, adult-themed NSFW games <laughs> on the PC or something, uh, because, you know, I like consoles, like handheld, like the Switch, or like sitting on my couch, I love having a controller. I'm just a console guy, always have been, always will be, but... I do make the exception here and there. And this week was a week full of exceptions. Um, And I will say that uh, there were good exceptions. I didn't really regret any of the time I spent in front of my computer. Um, I'll start off with one of the first ones. We got a code for a demo, which is available on Steam right now. It's called Slay the Princess. This is... I didn't exactly quite know what to make of it, but the PR person sent me some pretty intriguing screenshots that really caught my attention. Um... This game is basically kind of like a black and white, kind of a monochrome sort of a look. Uh, I love the art style. It's very, um, it's, it's confident and it is comfortable. It is defined, but it is also loose. It's not overly detailed. It's not overly structured. I know I probably sound like I'm talking nonsense, but like as an artist looking at this, that's kind of how I describe it. Like I feel like it's got a good, it's in a good place right now for me. To my eye, I feel like I like it. And um, one of the people that I was talking to on Twitter said it had very, Uh, Dokuro vibes which is one of my favorite games um, in terms of artistic and actually from gameplay as well and I agree I agree it's kind of pencil-y it's kind of sketchy Um, Also princess in that game as well, Uh, but basically it's a it's a visual novel with choices Um, You start the game. It's kind of like in media res where you're not quite sure what's going on There's a narrator um, that you also have a voice and you're walking up this hill to a cabin Uh, And you go inside the cabin and this dude's like hey, you need to kill the princess that's in this basement uh, because if you don't, bad things will happen. And you can have you can have all sorts of stuff. You can ask questions. Um, you can ask why. Like, are there, are there choices? Why, you know, what did she do? Or what are her powers? Or you can just be like, I'll kill her. Fine, sure. Or not at all. Um, lots, of, lots of options. You kind of go through those in a text-based, menu-based fashion. And eventually, you're going to probably get to the princess. Because why else are you playing this demo? And I don't want to give away too much, even for the demo. Because I feel like the demo had quite a few surprises in it. But the princess is down there. And she talks to you and it's pretty clear that some shit's going down and you don't exactly know what she is definitely not as uh innocent as she appears at first yeah um the demo has i think six or eight different endings the full game will have more and there's all sorts of stuff that happens but i wasn't really sure what's going to happen but after you get to your first resolution um the game sends you back to the start but there's also a narrative thing going on it's not like you just start a new game it's like you did what you did, and then you build from there, which I think is a good, smart way to go. Right. Um, and so far, I I had very positive impressions of it, Carlos. What did you uh, What did you think of this one?
1: I feel like there's another game that's done that. Now that I can't think of it, that, like you restart it, and it it comments the fact that you're restarting. What game oh. did that?
0: Uh, I mean, I think that's been done a few times. I'm not sure. Lots of roguelikes do that.
1: Yeah, roguelikes um, have to. But there was another game that's like this. It was you didn't expect it, you know anywho uh yeah i love the art style it's very like uh black and white uh pencily uh drawn but also like again like you said very confident in the fact that it has its own style um and also has this really visual weird visual effect where you move the mouse around and it like moves the the background and yeah i noticed
0: that too kind of unsettling it's pretty cool it is
1: unsettling i think that's obviously on purpose that's pretty cool and i don't think the other game had that which we'll talk about at some point uh soon so yeah i really liked it um Without spoiling anything, you know me, I think you know by now. I probably oh, yeah.
0: you're Mr. Cannon. You're Mr. Cannon. I'm Mr.
1: Cannon, so I did one playthrough, well, one playthrough with the additional, you know, required playthrough. Uh and I just basically did nothing that the game wanted me to do.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I had a very very interesting ending. But, but it lets
0: you, right? I think that's great that it lets you.
1: Right, which is again, I I love these totally yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we need to bring more of them to the show because every time I play them, I really enjoy them. So Yeah, I just really like like their style. I like the the weirdness that happened in this. And yeah, I I did play their first game before, so we will talk about that after this. And um, so I kind of knew what to expect, but it's still a little jarring because they mentioned like, this game has some, you know tough stuff in it so dark themes questionable content heads
0: up yeah i mean i agree i really like i liked it a lot i liked it a lot um the only issues i had with it were like just like basic ui issues i felt like i had some issues with the text box i wanted the text box to be bigger and sometimes the text wasn't fully um displaying as cleanly as i would like it to i mean that's super minor they can totally fix that um but i really like the premise i think the princess thing is it kind of throws you for a loop because in games we are so often saving the princess and to have your mission be to kill the princess um, is obviously very different. And the way they handle it, I think is really fucking interesting. I did. I pushed the limits of it as well, just like you did. You know, I I tried to resist what the narrator wanted me to do. um, And the game lets you do that. I think that's great. Love that they allow for that. And uh, some really unexpected stuff happened. I mean, I love this. I love this. Um, My only, I think this is great and I definitely recommend it if you like visual novels, horror visual novels. But my, my feedback um, for the developers is number one, uh fix that text box like i want to be able to read it at a glance and not have to really like fuss with it as much did you notice that at all or was that just me
1: i think it was just you which which text box not when the when she talked it was pretty clear
0: no i think her vo- i think her dialogue is on the screen it was just like i felt like the sentences were not coming up in the text box the way that i wanted them to same thing hmm. with um scarlet hollow which we will t- it was even worse in scarlet hollow Um, We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I just want, you know, just work on that text presentation a little bit. It was kind of bugging me. The other thing, maybe maybe you'll disagree because I know your hearing is much better than mine. Um, But like when when the people were talking, the narrator of this game and your main character, I felt like they were too similar. They both have like a British accent and I felt like their voices, even though they were not the same person, or at least I don't think they were, they were kind of in the same basket of like tone. And so when I was not, when I was watching what was on screen and I wasn't like really, really, really focusing on my ears, I often couldn't tell who was talking, um, you know, and so that was a little bit confusing to me, but granted, maybe other people don't have that problem. Maybe that's a me problem, but I would like their voices to be more distinct or to somehow, um, just, just sound a little bit different. Cause that was kind of tripping me up. Did you notice that or no, is that just me? Uh,
1: a little bit, but my, my con is actually in that same area, which is, and it's a big gameplay area, which they're not going to change, but it's the only thing I didn't like, which is weird. What's that? Um, and again, to, foreshadow a third time it, it's kind of tied to their first game um y- you have a and i don't want to spoil anything because there's like a, a con i have that's a spoiler so i won't do that one but this one that you just brought up the narrator and the hero i don't like the fact that there's a hero voice because mm-hmm. i'm the hero agreed agreed what so sure. that's the only weird thing now there's a spoiler on why they do that uh, which I think I know and I can tell you after the podcast. Sure. But um, even though they have a reason for it, it, it it threw me. So, yeah, I guess maybe it was the voice. But more importantly, it was like I didn't want me to have a voice.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I thought it was weird that in the way that this is presented, I felt like I was kind of playing the role myself. And I did not want to have somebody else's voice over mine. That was weird. So I, I agree with you there. But I mean, overall, I think I feel like those things can be fixed, right? But I feel like the the core of what they're doing, the tone, the concept, thumbs up. Like, I totally want to play this. Oh, I forgot my last con. Um, it's on PC. Get it off, get off PC because oh, yeah. I want to play this on Switch. This is perfect. Like, I don't want to be standing at my computer. Standing? Clicking. Wait. Yeah, I have a standing desk.
1: Oh well, there's your there's I've been an standing, issue.
0: Standing at my desk for more than twenty years, so it's not the standing part. I just I don't play games on my computer. I don't like to be at my computer unless it's for work. So I would love to play this on the Switch. I think this would be perfect for the Switch. Um, you know, you don't have any small details. I mean, you can size up the text. I would I would jam on this so hard if I could like just play this in bed and just like click through the dialogue and do the different choices. So I would beg the developers, please bring this to the Switch. I think it's perfect. Just like, you know, adapt it. Don't just port it. Um, I would buy this like day one. No problem.
1: I will uh, also concur that it's awesome. And everybody should play the demo. Come on. It's a demo. Um, And I just can't. I want to play the full game because... We got endings, you know, but the endings were—I don't know this—I didn't work on the game, but I have a good idea. They're way early, obviously. Like totally this, this like, game's yeah. a long game, right? Ten
0: minute, ten minutes in, you get an ending. That's not a whole yeah, game, yeah.
1: So. so that's why I want to know the the full right you know, the story. And then on top of that, even with that weird con that I gave it, which is like the narrator voice, yeah, right. I know they're going to do something with that. That's yes. really fun and inventive. So I'm still on board for it. I just want them to know that because. I see what they're doing and I know where I have an idea where they're going with it. So but yeah, it's I think for a demo it's just a little jarring. Yeah.
0: Well I think that sounds like two thumbs up from us. I mean I dig it a lot. I just really wanted to be on Switch. Please put it on Switch. Carlos sounds like you really like it. I think this is good stuff. So that's a thumbs up uh times two.
1: Yep or slay the princess. I like it on Steam on my sitting down on my desk, <laughs> chilling with my big wide screen. I like it.
0: I, I wasn't sure what you are gonna say after big, and I had a few guesses, and that was not it. I have so a
1: big mouse. Cool. It's a, it's a, it's, it's weirdly huge. It's like I shouldn't weirdly. have this mouse.
0: It's like the size of a basketball. Yeah,
1: okay. it's pretty big. I'm, I'm trying to move it right now. It's, it's heavy. It's too heavy. Yeah. Too heavy.
0: Uh, okay, so let's keep this, let's keep this, uh, this vibe going uh carlos mentioned uh the developer uh, will you look at the developer real quick while I talk about this game oh, it's, i it's know like it's on
1: tip of my tongue Hold it's like a cat yeah black, tabby black
0: something tabby something like that. um their their previous game was called scarlet hollow which seemed to be a pretty well-received visual novel horror game kind of in the same vein as slay the princess uh the pr people sent us a code for scarlet hollow as well as slay the princess so thank you for that uh and wait, i wait can what? i do an
1: asterisk there yeah. One it's Black Tabby Games, and two, Black Tabby Games. You, they sent us a code, which is great. But uh, uh, behind the scenes, you sent it through me. It's in Twitter, and I tried it, and it said, uh, "You you already have this game." And I'm looking at my library, and I just see "Slay the Princess." I'm like, "No, I don't." So I mm-hmm. thought you gave me bad codes, right? And so then I realized I bought this game last year.
0: So you already have. I it. did already did own it. Work. Because you already had it. An and machine. it was
1: like further in my library. You know what I mean? Like down yeah, further. Down further. So anyways, that's yeah. my little
0: asterisk. We had a fun little go around until we solved that particular mystery. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the PR person like, oh my God, who are these fucking noobs? <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> even know he bought a game. Doesn't even know he had this game. Jesus Did Christ. Doesn't even
1: have a podcast. I don't believe him. Oh
0: my him. God. They didn't even play games. Uh, so Scarlet Hollow, um, kind of in the same vein, like I said. Visual novel, menu-based, choice-based, uh, same Confident art style. I love this art style. It's really strange because um, there's something about it. I don't know who draws this, and whoever it is, I think you do a great job. But there's something about this style which is loose and messy, and yet also really attractive and totally on purpose. And it feels to me like the artist is very comfortable doing what they do. And maybe I'm just making this up and talking to my ass. But like that's the vibe I get from it, and I really like it a lot. I I think this art is really great. It is. Um, quietly very masterful which i really appreciate uh anyway you play as a person who's going to the town of scarlet hollow because what was it? your aunt dies is it your aunt your grandma yeah, your, your aunt
1: because your cousin brings you to the that's the right. mansion
0: you get there on a bus ride um, with the world's most annoying bus passenger ever oh, he is terrible fuck that guy i wanted to kill that guy um anyway you get to the town uh you get to the house where your family lives your family's i guess was wealthy they owned a coal mine they owned a big mansion but now your aunt's died your cousin's there you're in town and so you're kind of just like walking around talking to folks um and doing that whole sort of thing carlos it seems like did you finish this game or how much of this game have you played
1: no i didn't and which is great like it's it's so cool that like slay the princess demo made me go back to this game and now of course i want to play it because I'm, i've been wanting slay the princess full game right yeah. so now i get to get an ending so yeah i'm excited and i have a saved that's further than i am now from restarting it you know but I don't want to go to it because it's like you know I forgot all the choices, so I started a brand new and got pretty far into it, uh, remembering some of the choices I picked, remembering that terrible um, guy in the bus. Oh my goodness! That guy. Oh my god! His Boy, soggy what? peanuts. Come on, get yeah. those out of here. <laughs> oh, my god. No one wants any soggy peanuts.
0: Yes, I just that was a very definite way to open open the game, and I appreciated it. But wow, I, I've never wanted to get away from a character as quickly as I wanted to get away from that guy. It was, And I've played games with aliens and zombies and robots, dude. Yeah. And
1: this guy topped them all. Oh, man. he was worse. Yeah. I try to stay silent, I remember, for a lot of it. It does help it go yeah. by quicker because then he doesn't have any new like dialogue options. Um, I think being quiet might be the best way to go.
0: I think it is, but I couldn't help myself. And after a while, I was <laughs> being really mean to him. And he just rolled with it and it fucking pissed me off even more yeah he doesn't
1: like it uh affect not not much affects him it's crazy uh people have called this like twin peaks like life is strange and gravity falls that's like a bunch of comparisons and i can see that it definitely has that creepy vibe you're going back to a small town you don't just go to the mansion you go to the town no
0: you go to the town there's locations and And there's
1: like uh, different characters and the whole idea is you're supposed to survive for a week that you're back there um that's the big thing essentially and because obviously weird shit's going to happen. And I love it. I really, really like it. And I like it more so far in- than Slay the Princess and the fact that like you get to put your name in, uh, you know, again, going back to those RPG elements in a way, <laughs> but you also get skills and you get to pick skills in the beginning. Yes, yes. And so I picked the ones that I would normally have, which is like mystical because I want to see how, however the whole yep, world is yep, entangled yep. with each other. And keen, because I, I want to, you know, I kind of have a sense of people and their energy. And so it made sense to me that I would get each skill you pick. You get new dialogue dialogue options, yes. which I think all fit me and whatever ones you picked. Which ones did you pick? Do you remember?
0: I picked keen, keen because I noticed small details and I picked uh, book smart. So those are kind of ah. like me role playing myself. I was like, uh, am I hot? I mean, my wife would say yes. <laughs> I don't know that I would say yes. Am I strong? Definitely not. Especially now after two years of blubbing around from covid uh, i got my covid bod going on so i think book smart i still qualify and keen i definitely qualify uh so uh, that was interesting you do like you said you do get new options based on the skills you have which is cool yeah um and i think that's all really good i mean i think this game is really cool i like it a lot uh good good premise good world good choices i feel like it's really well built out like my only cons again are kind of mirroring my cons with *Slay the princess which was number one the text box was all fucked up when i was playing it it was really um I don't know, because I I think they sized up the text a little bit, so maybe it didn't compensate for that as well. But, like, it was really irritating reading the text box. I want that text box to be, I want it to be effortless, right? And that's a really important thing when you're doing a visual novel. So, maybe it was my settings, maybe it was my particular PC, I don't know. But, like, something about the text box was not working for me. They could easily fix that, though. Um, The other uh, big con I had was that it's on PC. I want to be on Switch. I would love this on Switch, dude. This is a perfect Switch game. Sitting in bed in my blanket, or you know, maybe with a fan on now that we're in summertime, clicking through. Like, I would eat this shit up on Switch. I just don't want to be at my computer playing it. So, again, please, I think your games are perfect for the Switch. Bring them to the Switch. I would, I would love these things.
1: Yeah. And I think they will if they can. It's just dev time, right? Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, I didn't have that problem with the box. I mean, this box was even more visible than the other one. Oh, fuck. Really? God, it was worse for me. It was worse. Well, it's a big white box. With text on it. I'm not sure where you got I don't know. Just the, just the text was not displaying properly. I mm. don't know. Maybe a bug or something. Who knows? Anyways, I really like it. I'm going to go back now. Like the the demo for Slay the Princess made me want to yeah. go back and finish this. And by the way, it gets like, I don't want to spoil it, but I also want to say that it isn't what it um, appears to be. Like, there's some really weird shit in here. <laughs> Does it turn into a first-person shooter? <laughs> yeah, it turns into Doom. <laughs> uh, no, I really, but, like, I like it, man. I like it. I dig it. There's, like, ideas. And this says this in the description, so I can say that. It says strange creatures are preying on livestock in that town. So, like, some weird shit's going on. And it yeah. gets uh, it gets dark in places, too, which is what they do, their style. So, I like it. I like it a lot. I recommend it uh, wholeheartedly.
0: I recommend it too, and I really like it a lot, but I got to, like, real talk, dude. I got to be real, just brutally honest because, you know, uh, I'm honest with you, my friend. I don't, you know, no secrets, no deception here on the uh, Soviet Games podcast. I really like this game a lot, but I don't know that I will finish it because just it's on PC. I think just the format for me is not the best fit personally. So I really am tempted to play it, but at the same time, it's, oh, man, playing on PC is such, such a drag for me. Hey, so.
1: people can wait. You can wait, you know. Other people who it? have a good experience like I do, with my huge mouse and my uh, Basketball my, size mouse my and giant widescreen. Yeah, widescreen. By the way, yeah. before we leave this though, I do want to say my one of my favorite moments that I remember that I just replayed is that you have a room at some point in the mansion and you're like yes. looking around it. It's fucking awesome, dude. You open up a drawer and in the drawer there's a possum. And, and you could do a lot of things like freak out or whatever. I did not find that. You yeah. didn't see that? So, no. Okay. So the best the best response to that, to anybody playing it, is this. Um, you go, like one of the responses is like, oh, just let the possum have that drawer. <laughs> so the, the character says, or you say... This drawer belongs to a possum, and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that is brilliant.
0: That is brilliant. That is also real life, dude. I don't know that I would fight a possum.
1: I wouldn't either. I'd be like, like, this is just close it up. Here you go. I'm sorry. Ask him if he wanted some water. Maybe yeah, do you snack need some snacks, some food? I'll give it to you. And but that was one of my favorite moments. That's really funny. There's little yeah. quiet, funny moments like that in this too as well.
0: Agreed. Totally agree. I think this game is great. I think it's a thumbs up. Um, so developer Black Tabby, is that right? Yep. Black Tabby Games. I love it. I think we're both in. I think we're fans. I just really, 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 really want you to bring this to the Switch. But otherwise, anybody listening, this is a recommend from both of us, man. Check All it right. out. Check it out. We haven't said that in a while. All right. One more, one more PC game. Yep. Hitting the PC hard this week. So this one um, I'd heard a little bit of buzz about. It's called Thirsty Suitors. This is another PC demo. This comes to us from Outer Loop Games, which I have uh so I have kind of a relationship, not specifically with Outer Loop, but uh, I believe the, on, I'm going to get this wrong. I think he's the creative director or maybe he's just a studio head. I forget. No disrespect intended, but I, at the moment I forget what his exact title is. Uh, his name's uh, Eka. Uh, his full name is, I believe it's Chandana Ekaniyake. I believe. And he's from Sri Lanka. Uh, I've known him for years. Uh, he started working at Uber Entertainment, which is not called Uber Entertainment anymore. Uh, but they were doing Monday Night Combat on Xbox 360 a billion years ago. Do you remember that? I do, but I don't remember it was I don't like playing it. Oh man, it was like an online. Those guys were way ahead of their time. I feel bad for them because they were trying to do like the, um, you know, the the get your friends, do the the grind sort of online. Um, you know, uh, what's that? Uh, not not. I mean, kind of like Fortnite, but not really like Fortnite. But what's the other one? The um, one's coming from the Titanfall people. We drop in teams of three. What is that? Uh, Apex Legends. Oh yeah. It kind of kind of reminds me of that a little bit, where you're like, you got a team, everybody's got a specialty, um, you're just doing like loops and stuff. Game critics at that time really fell in love with that game. Like we were organizing, uh, I think we did a couple of live podcasts that we were playing that game as a site. We were playing it like every Friday as a site. We are trying to get other people into it. It was great, but they were just like they were just ahead of their time. Like it was too soon, and like the the structure wasn't there, and like people weren't quite didn't quite know what to do with it but it was wonderful um so we love that that's how i got to know them uh later on uh echo left and he uh created outer loop with some other folks they did falcon age which came out mm, what two years ago oh yeah something like that and i believe that was originally like a, a vr title where you're like a lady and you have a falcon and you're trying to fight back against some people who are like invading your stuff i didn't play that one because i don't do a lot of vr games um But Outer Loop uh, is an interesting company. They are, um, you know, taking a stand and trying to promote, uh, you know, BIPOC folks and people of color. And with with Eka being from Sri Lanka and, uh, you know, them having that be a priority, like you see it reflected in their games. It was strongly reflected in um, Falcon Age, and it's extremely represented in the game we're talking about today, Thirsty Suitors, which is described as a South Asian inspired game. And man. I knew it was gonna be good because Eka makes good shit. And also, total side note. Total side note. Uh I love this guy. Eka is great. I'm always jealous because he's like, he's handsome as fuck. He's like, he works out, he's great. I would love to look like him. He looks amazing. And his hair, his hair game is on point. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, fuck! Fuck you. Your hair is so perfect. I love it. Uh I shave my head or sometimes I wax my head just because I have a full head hair. I could grow it back if I wanted to. Uh so I'm bald by choice. But man, even if I let it grow. It would never look as good as his hair. I'm So jealous, dude.
1: Are we calling the podcast the best hair game or something? Best hair
0: game. Oh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good title, too. Yeah, uh, it is. He's got great hair. So, Eka, if you're listening, oh, dude, brother, I love your hair so much, man. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> uh, played the demo just before this show. You played through it as well, right?
1: Yeah, I played it last night.
0: All right. Yeah. So. I I don't exactly know where to start with this, but I will say, spoiler: I thought it was fucking awesome. What was your What was your gut takeaway from this?
1: Yeah, it's really fun and talk about stylized. The art is like super weird and cool, and uh, it, it it feels like other things. Like I don't want to say Life is Strange again to repeat myself, but it's got a you know cartoony but stylized, definite look. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting strong Scott Pilgrim vibes.
0: No, oh, dude,
1: I know yeah, if we exactly. I'm, I'm jumping ahead to like what the game no, is no. about, yeah, but like it feels that way, because not just of the subject matter, which we'll get to, but also just the feel of it, like you're going in and doing these over the top moments,
0: yes. right? Like, uh,
1: it's super unrealistic all of a sudden, and it, but it's like totally fits. Yes. And then it drops you back down to the real world. And it's like, oh, it's doing both of those things. Exactly.
0: Um, Okay, so let me set it up a little bit. I think you're 100% correct. I agree with literally everything you said. So basically, you play a uh, girl who is coming back to her hometown. Um, You kind of just start in the middle. She's kind of doing some interior dialogue, but the way that she does that is she's um, skateboarding through this like abstract, surreal landscape, and as she's going through it, um, you get asked these questions about yourself like, oh, what do you really want in a partnership? Do you want love, or do you want fun, or do you want security? You know, that kind of stuff. They're asking you like little personality questions. You get to the end of it and they tell you what kind of person you are and i think there was three choices there was like the bohemian the star and something else i can't remember the last one so they give you personality tests you get there um and at first i thought it was going to be just kind of like a dialogue sort of a game Uh, but then it very quickly uh you get off this bus you walk around so there's like a little bit of walking around town you get to a diner you meet one of your old exes and then it (laughs) goes it goes from being like this narrative abstract you're already doing skateboarding a little bit, but like abstract uh, story thing to like an RPG sideways um, battle, like with menu choices and stuff. Yeah. And it's not a battle, battle. I mean, they tell you like it's like an intellectual, emotional battle, even though it looks like you're doing battling. Um, but this guy is like really hot for you, and you can either you know play into that or you can resist it. Uh, but ultimately, the goal is to kind of like reach um, I don't know some kind of like settled relationship status with this person, whether that's just friendship, you shake hands, walk away or maybe you can instigate something with them. But like what I'm saying here does not even remotely capture like how over the top and bonkers this is in the best possible way. Yeah. Like the dude that you meet is like dressed up. Like uh, she even says he looks like a Bollywood star, which I thought immediately he's got like gold chains. He's got these baggy pants. He's got the hair and the beard and stuff. And you know, she um, is like way more low key than that, but they're facing off and they're doing these like over the top moves and flashing and, You can choose all these different menu things that are like emotionally based like oh flirt with him or make him angry or you know uh like anything like that Uh, i just like the battle uh was so over the top and so strange uh in a good way and so colorful like i was like i was like in dude it feels like persona with um like you said scott pilgrim i think is exactly a good call out and then like some other just like um you know south asian influence like they say themselves and rolled all that together into, into a game. I mean, I was just yeah. like, I was digging it, dude. I was 1,000%, and I love this vibe.
1: Dude, that's like um like a Bollywood scene, right? You totally. have like all of a sudden a dance number out of nowhere. Uh, and then Scott Pilgrim, you're like talking, the characters are talking all of a sudden like, now I will battle you. Yes. Um, which is almost, you know, again, anime and persona. So it's all those things. And yeah, it was shocking because I wasn't ready for it. I um, was so surprised, dude. Because you walk around, like you said, in like, in quotes, an RPG-ish mode where you're like talking to different NPCs and you're doing that for a while and you pet a dog and he, he does a, a kick flip on your skateboard, which is hilarious. And uh, yeah, and then that happens. But then it totally felt, it made sense. And I like the special moves because one of the special moves is like make him feel bad about himself or something. Oh my God, yes. And when you yes, do yes. that, he can't attack you because he's like just, you know. Or he's like, oh, it was thirst trap. That's right, because obviously thirst, thirst, trap, thirst. Yeah. So you like flirted with him a little bit, and he's like, oh my goodness. And yes, it,
0: his boner prevents his brain from working, and so yes. he's vulnerable to like your other attacks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was,
1: and it was really great. So, and by the way, my ending was with that first one was, um, mm. you know, I just became friends, uh, and it worked out like in that way. So I, I would be yeah. interested to see all the different. If there's a few different endings for each each character, but. Yeah, it's just really fun. And then I didn't get to the cooking part, but I saw there's cooking in this game.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't get to that part. After you finished that one, at least for me, once I finished the showdown with that guy, there was like a quick cutscene, and then that was the end of the demo. There was no, there was oh, no really to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess I was at the end then. Um, but I saw in the game, yeah, some screenshots of her cooking, and I heard that the cooking's part of it as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's an amalgamation. Is that the word? Amalgamation. Amalgamation yeah. of of like genres in a way. Uh, cause the skateboarding was actually fun in the beginning. Um, they do controller support by the way. So I had a controller, Found yeah. a controller, had it. So I was doing that little skateboarding. So yeah, what a weird, cool game. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and honestly, I mean, really we're kind of like bearing the lead here, right? Because this is like, uh, you know, I am not from South Asia. I am not a South Asian expert, uh, you know, nor on Sri Lanka either, but like clearly these people are not white. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like they are dressed in a way that is, you know, uh, not what you would normally expect from your average run of the mill, you know, RPG or whatever. And I was into it, dude. Like I was loving the style. I love that the guy came out in his Bollywood fashion. And I love that she had like, you know, like the nose ring and the skateboard and like how she looked and her hair and everything. And when you're in her dreamscape, like there's also like really stylized playing with, with those images. And I thought it was wonderful. Like I love, it kind of reminded me in a way of um, Ms. Marvel that was on Disney plus, right. Where Ms. Marvel is a Muslim focused game about a Muslim girl and she's a hero, but she's, you know, she's in her world. Like she's got her parents who are from a different country from uh pakistan or india where they're from i think we're from pakistan um and just like the game was just like it just had that incorporated into every element of it and i feel like that's exactly the take that outer loop is doing with thirsty suitors where every aspect of this is totally drenched in these other sensibilities this other culture and i was loving it i was digging it dude i was loving the visuals i was loving the fresh approach i was loving like the new perspective um i mean you know like this as an example to follow up on your example when you're um fending off this guy's advances, the Bollywood guy, you know, one of the comments in that, in that section is, well, we need to pop his ego. And the best way to pop the ego of a South Asian man is to get a harsh comment from someone's mom.
1: Yeah. And like you summon,
0: like you summon your mom and she fucking smacks that guy down and he's destroyed. You know I mean? Like that is fucking amazing. That is so, I just, I was laughing and I was so charmed and cool. Like I love this whole thing. Like everything they're doing, love it. I want all this stuff. I want to go through this entire game. I want to play this game right now. And just to wrap it up, um, some people. One other nod to support your claim of the Scott Pilgrim, which I think is entirely correct. When you get to the end of the demo, the guy that you talk to, the Bollywood guy, he goes back to meet uh, uh, your main character's other exes, and they're all in a group.
1: And right. he's like, "Hey, yeah. hey,
0: hey, she's back in town," and they're like, "So what?" And you know, they're like, "We're we're her exes," and he's like, "Yeah, I know, but we can like work it out. We're gonna get back, to, you know, whatever." It totally looks like a group of like super villains. Yeah, I don't know their villains or whatever, but it looks like a group of super villains, and they're getting ready to like you know have that Scott Pilgrim like you know versus his exes sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I was like, I was you know it doesn't show very much, but I was kind of checking out their their body shapes. I mean, it seems like a variety of body shapes. Seems like there was men and women both represented. So it kind of implicitly implies that your main character is you know bisexual at the very least. Well, yeah,
1: she she broke up with her girlfriend I think in the beginning. That's right. Yeah, That's
0: right. Tyler, I think her name was. And so I'm like super progressive on all fronts, and I just I'd love the mashup and the genre really exciting stuff i think this is very very fun um you know i knew this was going to be good because Eka doesn't make bad things but i i'm this is it was beyond even my expectations and i'm super super excited for this well um
1: yeah to add to that though like as i'm looking at some of the gifts and people should go to the steam page and look at the gifts yeah 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 uh, wishlist uh yeah wishlist please um like to your point about the cultural representation all that stuff i love it i mean i want to see more of it for tons of different cultures and yes, backgrounds yes, but yes. like that's why i want to do the cooking in this so much <laughs> You know, because talk about like authentic, um, yes. this one GIF I keep watching, she, she grabs a knife and she's like doing a spin and, you know, been cooking this perfect meal. And then uh, I don't know. And then on top of that, that representation, which is awesome, the skateboarding looks fun. Like I didn't we didn't get to do it much in the demo, but I'm looking at it in the, um, you know, in the video on the GIFs and stuff like that. It looks like it's like pretty good skateboarding. So were, I'm a sucker you the, for skateboarding. Were you were using your controller for the skateboarding? Yeah, I was. And it was really right. fun. I was too. I, I a
0: little bit rough, but this is like so, so, so early. I'm sure it's going to be totally fine. And it's not even really the main part. But um, I'm just I'm super excited for this, dude. I really uh, can't wait to play this game. I, I it is exceeded expectations. I can see why people are excited about it. I think they're right to be excited. I think Outer Loop should be excited because this looks like a fucking winner from start to finish. So if the rest of the game is as good as the demo, dude, I mean, dude, I, I'm in for some good shit. I'm in. All right. Thirsty suitors from Outer Loop Games. Check them out. Uh, Wishlist, if you can, give these guys some support. I think this is fantastic. All right. Uh, moving on to the final game of the show, uh, Agents of Mayhem. I you, you, you knocked me over when you brought <laughs> this to the show, dude, because I played this when it came out um, five years ago, four years ago. I don't even know how long it's been. Uh, but this is coming from the developers of Saints Row. This came right after Saints Row 4 and um, they were kind of still doing the Saints thing, but kind of doing something new. Uh, Third-person open-world action in the Saints flavor. Uh, But I haven't thought about this game in a million years. So when you brought this up, I'm like, wow. Like, again, Carlos dips his hand in that magic hat, and instead of a rabbit, pulls out some game that just... I never could have predicted. So I'm very much looking forward to your take on this.
1: Well, the reason why it happened is also a little bit of a story. Uh, I went over to local shop Game Over Video Games. If you haven't been there, check it out. I like supporting local video game shops. They still exist. You need to support them. They're awesome. Uh, So I went over there and um, was trading in some stuff, which is still a thing, by the way, at places like shops like that. Trading? Trading in. Trading things? Yes. I don't... Tell me after the show. I don't understand. It's fun. Anyway, so I had some extra cash at the end of it, and I was like, just, you know, I look around. And what I've been doing at that shop specifically is going to the PS4 section. Now, I know a ton of the stuff, or if not all of it, is probably online, right? Digital, yeah, I can just download it. But by just being in a shop and kind of like looking at box covers, which I used to do as a kid... It's fun, A. And then B, every once in a while I'll find a game that I wouldn't have found through, you know, the homepage of PlayStation, right? Right, right. Which is, case in point, Agents of Mayhem shows up. And it goes, open world, game, which I always am a sucker for. Uh, it looked like Crackdown. And I, had, you know, didn't have a new Crackdown. And I was like, of course. And Volition. And I'm like, okay, that's Saints Row, people. Uh, I don't even know when this came out. So like you said... For you, it was like right after Saints Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like randomly now in 2022. And I want a game like that. So that's why it fit my, you know, feel right now. Cause it was like, I want something fun and action over the top. And I was been watching the previews for the new Saints Row, which is coming out very soon, August, right? Is it August? I think Boy, it's that August. that seems very
0: right around the corner. I didn't realize it was so soon. I think soon. it's the end
1: of August. So anyways, I was just kind of uh, watching a lot of previews for Saints Row and just wanting more of that stuff, which is, you know, a certain genre that you just get then feel for. It's also very much a Crackdown game, right? You remember it. A- oh, dude, I love
0: Crackdown. Yeah, and I remember this one as well. It's very, very, yeah, crack, like Saints Row plus Crackdown, a little more action focused than Saints Row was, especially towards the end when Saints Row got kind of um, weird and abstract, but in the best way. I love Saints Row. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a... Kind of a crackdown. Any open world, choose missions. You had a different um, agents. They all had kind of different powers. You would fight uh, little bosses that were like in open world and stuff. Am I, am I kind of on track with that?
1: Yeah. And then then the other crackdown thing is obviously you're picking up crystals everywhere, right? So it's like, all oh, go to the highest highest uh, uh, building or whatever. You know, wall wall run it and then get the crystal. So there's that collecting thing. But the the thing that I thought you would like, if you remember this, is that there's cutscenes and they're cartoons like 80s cartoons or 90s cartoons oh that's right they're kind of done in like the G.I. Joe fashion yeah G.I. Joe He-Man I don't know old stuff old school style and it really works well because the whole game is stylized to be very sharp and you know cartoony and really over the top even though there's overworld stuff or open world stuff that's like you know people walking around if you shoot near the ground they'll scream and run and you know, there's like cars driving, so there's like GTA stuff in this, but it's all like super simplified, right? You're not exactly, like yeah, you're not like uh, looking for the believability of it. You're not going. No, in. no, it's way over the top and stuff. Yeah. It's way
0: you know not not cartoony in the cartoon sense, but cartoony in like the unreal unrealistic. Everything is 211 eleven sort of a sense.
1: Yeah, and then again, you can kind of do whatever you want in this open world, and no one's like going to come after you. It just feels like you just have a lay, you know lay of the land. You can do whatever you want now. Like you said, you pay three characters. But, you know, me, I like kind of focusing on one character.
0: Isn't there more, though? I feel like there was a bunch. Like, you can unlock more.
1: Oh, you might whereas... unlock more. Yeah, you start with three. Uh, yeah, because you make teams later. So I didn't get that far. But um, I'm going back to it because it is a fun time. In general, you play the demo, so it shows you all three characters and all the different kind of skills they have. Um, it's it's just really fun. Like, it's over the top. Crackdown meets Saints Row meets, like, 80s, 90s cartoons. And it just all felt good. Like every move felt good. Like nothing, you know, I didn't feel like I died because I, you know, the controls were, I was fighting them or something. Everything felt fun. Uh, I felt super powerful. I didn't really worry about dying. And sometimes you just need that in your life. You know what I mean? Just jump into true. that kind of, I'm going to be a badass. Um, I'm going to upgrade myself continuously and have fun. So, yeah. yeah. And by the way, I got it at $5. $5. Wow. At, uh, I mean that's game uh, over that's videos. Good, that's hard to beat that. I mean that's like
0: less than the price of a a large coffee at Starbucks or something. So Yeah,
1: game over video games I mean to say. Uh yeah, 5 bucks there and that's it. Like um so there's a two part story there. One, go visit your local game shop, get some uh used games and uh trade stuff in. And also, sometimes you just need like to go back to an old school thing for some fun and this is it for me. Man, you know, I haven't thought about this game in a
0: long time. I remember really liking some of the character design. But, uh, you know, I played this right when it dropped. And that came pretty soon uh, after Saints Row 4. And Saints Row 4 is a very special video game. That is a very, like... There's just not much out there that's like Saints Row 4. And if you know, you know. And if you don't know, it may look just like another GTA sort of clone. But I, I assure you that it is not. And it was just like... I, 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 as someone who loves Saints Row 4, I'm like, there's no way in the world they're going to top this. And they didn't, right? So they, they pivoted into Agents of Mayhem. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember when it came out a couple years ago, but I, I remember not liking it that much. I mean, part of it was because, you know, so fresh after Saints Row 4, anything would look kind of shabby after that, right? There's, that, I mean, such a hard act to follow. Um, but I remember like having some roughness with it. Like, I remember oh gosh like the controls or the systems i can't remember specifically i'll have to look it up because we did review it at game critics but i remember being kind of cool on it but now i wonder if my feeling would change not only because we are so much further out from saints for four now it would basically just kind of be coming to it new but i bet that the developers have really rebalanced it and patched it since it launched right like i mean i played it that was the rawest version and as we always say on the show the best time to play any game is at least six months after release because they've rebalanced, patched, polished, all that stuff. So I played the worst possible version of it right after playing one of my favorite games, which, you know, is probably not a great way to enjoy this, this game here. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to go back to it because I remember thinking a lot of it seemed pretty cool. Um, so maybe, maybe you've inspired me to bring it back up.
1: Well, I'm going to read a couple of reviews real quick, and I think that's it. Like we talk about that on the show all the time. Timing. Timing is a big yeah, deal. Big deal. I mean, you can be totally like right now if they had Elden Ring two. Okay, never mind. I'd play Elden Ring Two. Um, <laughs> but if they had a game that you just finish, you know, and there's another game that's just like it, especially like like you said, it's literally from the same people, some of the same. Yeah, people.
0: same team and stuff. Like,
1: um yeah. so I get it. But now, yeah, randomly out of nowhere, I I want that kind of a thing. In the right. Steam reviews, a bunch of people are saying, like, it's just dumb fun, which is great, you know? And that's what I think. Um, you know, people have said single player Overwatch, but with less porn. Um, that's a way to think of it. With less porn, yeah, or more porn. Less. And I feel like this is really, or I
0: mean, huh? Debatable because I felt like there was some, there was not porn, but like cheesecakey stuff. Oh, in this one, no, I haven't seen too much of it so no, far. No,
1: not at all. Actually, I was going to say the opposite. The other thing I like about it is there's quite a bit representation. Like going, going back oh, yeah. to that. Yeah,
0: there's definitely diversity for like, sure. Um, I, would, he, I would like a diverse array of porn. That would be fine. You, you can add the, both. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait. That's a good podcast name. What did what'd you say? <laughs>
0: Diver- diversity of porn.
1: <laughs> that might get us flagged. Never mind. Yeah, um, we're going <laughs> to... But yeah, no, I think that like a lot of the stream reviews are kind of what I'm saying, which is like, this is like fantastical, over-the-top fun. You, I mean, obviously, I got um, totally my money's worth because I paid $5 for it. But even if you bought it at 20 bucks, like, this is a good solid fun game that's ridiculous um and again another another review said it takes me back to the early 360 ps3 days when things didn't have to be complex which i think is interesting a little blanket statement but because there's complex games back then too but yeah i think it's just fun
0: i you know i'm gonna write this down because i feel like i feel like i would like to revisit it i think that'd be an interesting thing um so far like i said so far from saints Four, and i'm sure I would bet dollars to donuts that it's a better version now than when I played it back then. And I did think it had a lot of promise. So you have inspired me to maybe, uh, revisit it after all this time. So right. Go on
1: you, Carlos. Well, you're welcome. And uh, thank you gamer video games, because, uh, that's what really inspired it. But yeah, I also say like last thing I'll say about it is why I'm thinking about playing it right now tonight is because it's that same crackdown thing where you just want to play a little longer. You know what I mean? Like oh I just unlocked a new thing oh I just don't, I can I if I, if just, I just get five thing, more orbs I can get this thing yeah. if I
0: just do this I'm so close to getting this thing I'm gonna go get the, yeah I totally get you dude. and totally
1: the comedy is pretty on point at times like I was laughing at a couple of things so yeah I like it Agents of Mayhem check it out check it out okay so this brings us to the end of our actual
0: regularly scheduled game content but and but as we said at the start of the show since our house where we do the housekeeping is closed for fumigation we are pivoting to put all of that stuff here at the end of the show. And we're calling it Before We Go, which was your title, Carlos. I think that was a good title. So show's wrapped up. But before we go, we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, ironically, I've got like, a fair number of things to talk about. What do you got uh, to talk about this week, Carlos, before
1: we go? Well, one thing before we go is, um, and we have to say before we go every time we say the thing. We have um, to. So but one, t- one thing before <laughs> we go is I want to talk about Sword and Fairy. And I can't yet. Oh, yes. Yeah, so but I want to at least yet. say, because everybody knows it's a game, and it's a very huge series. I learned about it. It has 27 titles. Jesus. Is this in China? Yeah, it's a Chinese um, mythology RPG series. And it is, um, I can't say anything about it, but I'm playing it. I've been playing it for a little while. Thanks, the developer. I got the code early. So I'm excited about it. We will talk about it next week.
0: Next week, past embargo. So look forward to Carlos's impressions of sword and What's fairy
1: tw- tort together forever it's not together it's, forever yeah, that's a very is. specific one. excellent excellent what else you got uh before we go also uh gta 6 do you know has a female protagonist uh you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i did
0: not know that but i could have guessed that because people on the internet were losing their fucking collective minds not the cool people that i follow but a lot of shitheads were <laughs> i always find this funny when shitheads don't realize the games they like are political but then one thing changes, for example, now there's a female protagonist, they're like, ah, oh, games are political, fuck yeah, Okay, it's been political the entire time, you assholes. So I saw a lot of people saying it was woke and blah, 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 and political and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know it was a female yes. protagonist, but that would have been my very first guess.
1: Also, mm-hmm. um, so is Tomb Raider like uh, an issue for them? <laughs> That's like a game from PS1 era. It's <clears> You play as a woman. I mean, I can go back. A million years, you know, even Atari games probably with women protagonists. So that's a ridiculous non-talking point. Like, no one stupid. should be talking about It's that. fucking stupid. Also, and, I mean,
0: it just shows how short-sighted... It's like, it's like the same people who, like, all of a sudden don't, like, rage against the machine. How, you know, they come out and make a statement about, like, Ukraine or something. and like, oh, don't get so political. Okay, oh, my goodness. Ignorant <laughs> douchebags, they've been political from the start. You just didn't... You were too stupid to realize it.
1: That's a, that's so. a real... I mean...
0: That's a real thing,
1: dude. No, I mean I can't believe that really is a, a question because obviously that's what they were doing since the beginning. Uh, my, them aside, rage against the machine aside, um, what you call it, uh, GTA Six? Oh, I'm just guessing that they're probably. Yeah, I just feel like they're going to probably make a, a male playable character. Anyhow, you think? Oh, uh, you yeah. Uh...
0: Hmm, i feel like absolutely. they're gonna
1: fold and, and they would be like and you can also be this person later on in the game
0: that is a really good question now i don't think they've ever done that before have they they have not made interchangeable protagonists i'm not talking about gta online but like in the main game no the main game
1: 100 is three guys
0: is three guys for the most recent one but before that you've always were just like a single set character yeah
1: before five you were yeah. so i think it would be breaking
0: tradition for them to let you change your character but I also like, like no shade to anybody who likes GTA, but I also think it panders to the lowest common denominator and it kind of appeals to like the worst of us sometimes. So I wouldn't be surprised if they realized, Oh boy, like all these people who uh, can't handle a female protagonist, maybe we will have a a male protagonist for these guys.
1: You heard it here first, which I don't do many of those in this podcast. You heard it here first. There's going to be at least one guy that you can, you can Mm -hmm. switch to because GTA five had three characters, right? So the new norm is that you can switch. And That you have that technology and you know how to do it, and then yes, GTA Online, as I played it, it's just all a bunch of young dudes who are mad, um, yeah. <laughs> and so they want to be a young, mad dude. Um, I'm almost going to guarantee it, it's going to happen,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not, I think you're right, I, I think, uh, I think you're correct. What well, we'll see, um, to be fair. Uh, I don't have the the greatest amount of love for Rockstar. I think they're a very problematic company for many reasons. So I'm not like super jonesing for this. I can't say that I'm the biggest uh, GTA fan. So whatever. I mean, whatever happens, happens. I don't have a lot invested in it, but it will be interesting to see since it's debatably like the world's largest game. I mean, we'll yeah, see. yeah. Uh, I have
1: only well, two more things, but you go do do your things right now.
0: Okay um let's see let's, let's i got a couple tv things to talk about i got a news thing to talk about let's talk about games since we're talking about games uh the new ps service whatever it's called ps Extra,
1: i have no idea
0: ps no bonus, one knows no one knows ps party i don't know what yeah. it's called whatever their thing is there's already games that are leaving the service and the service like just started i was seeing some people talk about it online being like what the fuck this thing just began like a month ago and you're already you're already getting games off of it so there's a whole list up and um it's really interesting that they're already removing some games so some of the games that they are removing from the service i guess if you had that tier i'm not sure if everybody has this tier maybe we don't it's really confusing and honestly i think playstation kind of fucked up with their multiple tiers and stuff but uh shadow warrior 3 i think just left or is about to leave siberia nba 2k 22 world rally uh 10. Uh, Red Dead 2, Red Dead uh, and Red Dead Undead Undead Nightmare are all leaving very soon. So the service just started and they're already saying, you know, hold on your butts. We're taking some stuff away. I have not seen what they are adding, if anything. So we'll see how that goes. But I thought that was a pretty strange move considering they just got it off the ground and people are still getting used to it. Well, case in point, we don't even know what it's fucking
1: called. We don't know what it's called and I have it. But I will say this to defend PlayStation for a second. One, Xbox Game Pass has games leave all the time, right? That's oh, sure. But yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. But but not right after they started. I mean, they had like, I think it was like six months before anything left when they started. This is like a month after getting off the ground, dude.
1: Yeah, I guess timing's bad. Like these, they try. Yeah. But I think that they are always like plan that. Secondly, I would say, I think you just said something like if they even add anything new. Yeah, they add something new all the time. So that's not an issue. Like, it's not like they're taking stuff away and then you're just getting less and less. Like they're always adding stuff. Like I sure I'm sure shit. they, would. I'm sure they would. yes. Well, I know I'm looking, I turned my PlayStation on. So, so that's not it. It's just that, what are they adding? Right? Like, is it something I want to play? Um, sometimes that answer is no. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see just a heads up. If you wanted to play any of those games I mentioned, you better get in there quick because those games are leaving um let's see let's talk about the real world for a second did you see the news about the necrobot spider
1: no is this something depressing
0: it is depressing and gross we are rushing rushing towards uh apocalypse dis- apocalypse dystopia so so this is a real news story this is not bullshit um some scientists at a i forget which which college it was they were studying dead spiders And they're like, uh, if you don't know uh, about spiders, they have a different circulatory system than people do. They're not mammals. They're insects. Their body works differently. Uh, And their internal organs uh, and their muscles work kind of like on a pneumatic. No, no, no. Hydraulic fashion. Excuse me. So they took dead bodies of spiders and rigged them up to uh, little hydraulic uh, contraptions. And it turns out that you can use a dead spider body as a mechanical gripper. And it will grip... 150 times its normal strength because, I don't know, it's dead and it doesn't feel pain or something. Like, it is like a zombie spider carcass rigged up to a machine. Yeah, they're using it for... uh, Initially, they're saying we can use it for very small gripping things, like for microchips or for, I don't know, little things that you (laughs) drop. I don't know. You you drop something small. You need small fingers. Don't use your fingers. Use a dead spider hooked up to a hydraulic thing. And for me, I'm like, I get it but at the same time i feel like something's weird about this and i and i can't help but think they're going to rig one of those um you know boston dynamics dog ai things attached oh, to it they're yeah. going to have like these hydraulic spiders 100% walking all over the place i don't need that shit so i don't know maybe it's maybe it's okay maybe it's not but it is definitely unsettling
1: no it's not it's not we, we have disease uh we have global warming we have spider bots uh, or zombie bots
0: I, necrobots
1: zombie spiders yeah and uh and all sorts of things i, I don't like it let's uh. i don't want to talk about the world we're real world anymore <laughs> it's too horrible man
0: i couldn't even make that up
1: what else what else you got
0: uh, I was just going to pivot to TV real quick, or TV and movies. You want to talk about that, or you got something else? What else? Uh, what else I've,
1: you I'll do that, and I'll have two game things. And then just before you go is a lot longer than we normally would probably do it. But go ahead.
0: Well, no, but we're, we're just, before we go, just, just one, more thing, we go. one more thing. Just before we go. It'll
1: never be one more thing. That's the joke. We'll be like, before we go, just one more thing. And it'll be like yes, five things.
0: That is exactly how it is. What's your TV uh, so things? Before we go. Oh, you know, before we go. Before yeah. I get to the TV, before we go, one more thing about games. I forgot to say, uh, Frogwares is redoing their sherlock holmes cthulhu game came out several years ago on 360 i believe and they said that you know the war in the ukraine is really affecting them um and so they want to keep being a studio they want to keep making games but considering there's a fucking war going on on top of everything else COVID and the pan you know monkeypox and whoever global warming whatever they're like you know we have to be realistic and so what they're doing instead of getting a new game off the ground from scratch they are redoing Sherlock Holmes investigates a Cthulhu murder mystery, which is awesome, actually. I'm actually very excited about that because I love Frogwares games. And this is one of the Sherlock Holmes games, which I never played. And if you haven't played a Sherlock Holmes game, let me assure you, dear listeners, they're way better than you think they are. They're actually really excellent. Frogwares does a great, uh, great job. So that was always one that I wanted to play, but it was kind of like too rough on 360 and I didn't want to go that, that far back, right? So to hear that they are completely redoing that one Uh, For modern technology, but the same story like Sherlock Holmes investigates a cult becomes this Cthulhu thing. There is actual like supernatural stuff. Very exciting to me. It's on. It's going to be on Kickstarter soon. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, it may already be on Kickstarter. Some of the stuff was still under wraps, and uh, I got this information slid to me under cover of Darkness, but it's okay to share. So keep your eyes peeled on the Frogwares, social media. Keep your eyes peeled on Kickstarter. They're going to need some money to get this wrapped up. I think they're starting it. They just need the Kickstarter money to bring it home, uh, and they've already made the game before, so you can feel pretty confident about this one. Very psyched. Very psyched. Do you like the, the Sherlock Holmes games, Carlos?
1: Mm, I don't know. I, I deduce that you do not. I don't think I do. So, But uh, people who like it, that's cool. Check it out. Okay. Check it out. There you go. Okay. Uh,
0: let's see. So I watched two movies this week. It's really hot.
1: And when it's
0: really hot, I can't do anything. I need to just lay still. But when I lay still, I get bored. I'm sure most people do. Uh, and so we watched some movies. One that we saw last night was called Horns. I mentioned last week that we were getting on the Daniel Radcliffe train, right? Yep. Uh, we watched um, – God, what was the movie we watched? Uh, guns akimbo which was actually great and people recommended a bunch of his movies and apparently this guy does nothing but good work which is great because i love daniel Radcliffe. we watched horns last night directed by alexandre aha who is from france and he also directed crawl have you seen crawl the alligator movie i didn't see that one no fuck that is a good alligator movie if you want to watch a gator movie Crawl is like very near the top. It's so good, but he did horns as well. And plus Daniel Radcliffe. So I'm like, check it out. Uh, this movie is basically about Daniel Radcliffe as a guy in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, his girlfriend dies under mysterious circumstances. He gets pinned for the murder and all of a sudden he starts growing like demon horns and I'm not going to ruin anything, but basically the horns give him these powers, they are not the powers that you would think he would get. It's kind of different and it's really interesting. And, refreshing how they do it. Uh, but it ended up being a really good story. Like, it was a really interesting story, really intriguing. Um, we had a great time watching it. And I would definitely recommend it um, if you want an interesting kind of offbeat horror film or if you like Daniel Radcliffe. I think he does a great performance. Um, have you seen Horns?
1: Gross? No, but the only reason I didn't watch it is because the, the trailer made it sound like it gets really dark. Does It doesn't then? I mean... Because it's a darkness. horror film, right? Because like I feel like something really creepy happens at the end. But I don't
0: no, know. it is it is emotionally dark. I feel like what happens in the movie is pretty sad at times, and I think there's a lot of commentary about human society. Oh, I can but watch it, that then. Yeah, yep. but it is it's not gory. It's not okay. Um, no, no, no. I think there's only like one scene in the whole movie where. It's a little bit gory, and it's like, like two seconds or something. It's not very much. Okay, so.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out then. I think I just avoided it because I didn't know if it was going to be that other kind no,
0: of No, no, no. It's psychological, but it's really, really good. I definitely recommend it. I think it did a great job. Um, very interesting stuff. So, Horns, definitely a thumbs up for sure. And the other movie we watched carrying on the uh, unintentional gator theme, but we watched the original Lake Placid from 1999. Have you seen that one? No. What? Lake Placid? Lake Placid. This is a movie from two from 1999, uh, written by David E. Kelly of all people, and it had like Bill Pullman, it had Bridget Fonda, Oliver Platt, and Betty White was in this movie. My friend nice. Betty fucking White. And it's a movie about uh, an alligator, thirty foot alligator that shows up in a lake in Maine, and it's a horror movie in the way that you think it would be, but it's also the most ninety most nineties of ninety movies, where like the the vibe. How they treat the characters, the the dialogue. So 90s, dude, to the core. But in the best possible way. Some of this fucking dialogue was so... Oh, brother, I was fucking howling. Like, it was so on point. Bad good. Like, it was terrible, but it was also amazing. Because, like, some of the shit they were saying... We were all like... My whole family's watching this movie, and we're just looking at each other like, Oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. That was so stupid. That was awesome.
1: Oh, it's and like it was of just, the era, right? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Totally,
0: dude. Of the era. If you, if you know 90s movies... This is, like, the penultimate, like, 90s movie. Uh, The Croc did great. Effects by Stan Winston. But, oh, my God. Betty White. It is worth watching this movie just for Betty White. She steals the fucking show. It is so great. I'm not going to spoil anything. But, man, we were laughing. We were hooting and hollering. We were, like, elbowing each other. This was just, like, the most fun movie. Lake Placid is fucking great. I expected a cheesy alligator movie, and what I got was a gem.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that it's a good callback to be like, go to your Netflix, go to your HBOs and go pick a movie that is, wasn't made like this year. Yes. You pick know? something older because for sure. uh, I mean, I'm going to do that just after you hearing that, like there's some movies I've missed, you know? Oh my God. Okay.
0: Wait, wait, one more. wait, one more thing before we go. Yeah. One more thing Before we go, since we're talking about movies, I forgot to say this, but my son, um, I love my son. He's amazing. Uh, he wanted to watch Max Shrek's Nosferatu. Uh, Have you seen that movie? The silent movie from 19. The original. Yeah, yeah. The original. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wanted to see that. That was his choice of movies we watched. So we we got that on Netflix. We didn't finish it because I got busy. I had to go do some work. But we watched like the first uh, hour out of an hour and a half. Man, so fucking interesting, dude. Like I definitely, like you just said, pick a movie that's not from last year. Pick a movie from like the 1920s when it's fucking silent and like how they... Portray people, how they get their points across, how they use facial expressions, how they pace the film. Yeah. Really interesting, dude. Like, super interesting. We're going to finish it probably today, but man, that's a really interesting one as well. Uh, I liked it. I de- definitely like it, but not for the same reason I like McPlacid or Horns. But those are all three really interesting things. So if you want to expand your movie going horizons, start right there brother you're gonna uh, you gotta learn some stuff
1: and also if you want to uh, expand your TV show horizons uh, the thing I do uh, pretty much every week now I think is I go back to Twilight Zone because when it's one of my favorite shows oh of all God time. I gotta go back and watch that I yeah watch and like that. those most of them almost all of them stand up perfectly like even though it's not the same era uh, you can just get it you get the idea of humans and the way that we do things and the racial kind of stories that are told the uh, political and cultural stories, so that's a good one. And then also before we go, <laughs> before we go, it's gonna be the longest segment. <laughs> one more thing before we go. Yes. One more thing before we go. Is um talking about shows. I'm I'm back into Westworld. Um
0: you, you talked about that last
1: week. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just saying it again because uh they did a nice little twist. And that twist is, again similar to like I think season two or something uh or three, kind of harkens back to video games. Like there's a very, very cool video game thing that's going on right now in the new season of westworld so i can't talk about it because it's all spoilers but it's very interesting but it's good you're saying it's good <laughs> it's awesome it's really weird and awesome uh also i watched gray man finally which is that big budget ryan reynolds not ryan reynolds uh ryan gosling ryan gosling the other one um, yes and um the guy who's captain america chris evans chris evans yeah He's in the, I didn't know he was in that. So Knives. he's really in think. that as a bad guy, and he is one of the best bad guys. He's great as a bad guy. Did you see Knives Out? Oh, he was in Knives Out. That's right. Okay. He's, yeah. yeah, man. Fucking he's great as Knives like Out as He's like straight well. up evil, you know? And it is a very good movie. Like, I don't know. People give it like, oh, it's just like a Netflix movie or whatever from this year. Sometimes that gets like the bad, you know, seal of approval or whatever. It's good. It's like really good. It's got a little bit of heart, too. Uh, great, man. Check it out. And lastly... um, uh well I, I just I, I don't I'm kind of on the fence with this but the rehearsal have you heard about that? The rehearsal not sounding familiar. It's the guy it? who did Nathan for You, whichever you watched that show. I don't even know what that oh. is. Oh. Well basically this guy who like goes and does things in the real world and like sees how people react to you know how how does human behavior ha- uh, uh react to weird things that are placed in front of them. Um that was kind of his other show but and understanding what humans are about and stuff like that. So this one he actually like the, the first episode is very good, where basically he takes somebody who has an issue, and this guy has an issue, a real-world person has an issue, he has to talk to his one friend who he he knows is probably going to ma- be mad at him, because he's got to like tell her about a lie he's been keeping from her the whole time. Okay. okay. So what the guy does is he creates a whole scenario that's fake, that the, car- that the real person can go into, like a video game, and talk to actors... And like basically rehearse the moment. So interesting. So and huh. he does that a bunch of times. It's like a job, and then they work through like dialogue options again, like an NPC, like what he should say, what he could say. Say the character does this, you know, blah blah. And then the end of the movie, or end of the show, he actually does it in real life, and they have hidden cameras and watch it. So it's a fascinating watch. The rehearsal on HBO.
0: Interesting. i um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So that is very. Um... God, I don't even know what to even do with that, but it sounds like I should watch the trailer.
1: Yeah, it's again, it's it's flirting with the idea of like creating a video game world, like a, a, a virtual world to to you know try stuff out on. Anyways, I'm we're leaving. This is the end of the show. Uh, AI Dungeon is on Steam. That's all I gotta say. Check that out.
0: AI Dungeon is on Steam. Okay, and that is yeah, you know, gosh, I guess that's it. One more thing be, before we go is that we need to close the show, so we're closing the show right <laughs> this now. This is the ending. Yeah, this is the real ending. So again, folks, let us know what you think of this new format uh getting rid of housekeeping at the beginning and doing before we go at the end uh love to hear whether you like it whether you don't like it if it's fine don't care whatever let us know what you think because we just want to keep this show tight and tuned and humming for you so i definitely want to know what you think uh but for now uh how do you do that you get us and uh get us by email so video games at gmail.com you can also get us on twitter at sovideogames, games or you can get us individually carlos uh where can we direct your traffic this week how can people get a hold of you
1: I just redid my YouTube page, so you go check that out, youtube.com slash and that's it.
0: All right, as for me, uh, best way to get hold of me is on Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram also. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 295. Thank you again for joining us here on the Retooled Soviet Games podcast, and we'll see you next week. In the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And
1: bonjour from Carlos. Hey, it worked.